Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. I think you are absolutely going to love today's episode. I am interviewing... Kristen, who I have coached several times over the years since we first met. But I also want to share with you this interview. It's not just to share the power of coaching, which it does talk about, but it goes into what it means to be afraid and how to use that fear in a way for you. And I think often coaches talk about the importance of fear and overcoming fears or how to approach fears. And sometimes it means they tell you to ignore the fear or to not decide from the fear, or they make it into this gimmicky thing. And in this interview, Kristen and I talk about how to approach fears in a way where you're truly using them for you without the gimmicks and truly just get to the core of what it means to be afraid and how to move forward through it. So for anyone, whether you're a coach, a business professional, or your own business in in another way, this is going to help you. Because fear is often a part of the equation, and yet it doesn't have to be the thing that stops us. It can be the thing that helps us forward, and we can use it in that way. And we also want to take into account the soul side, what it means to be intuitive and intuitively connected to ourselves and using that to make decisions. The beauty of this episode, though, is we don't talk about it in an abstract way. We get very clear. We give concrete examples from coaching sessions where I coached Kristen, and she also shares some other examples for herself for how she's connected with that intuition, that soul inside, too. These personal stories can help it to be a starting off point for you to notice your own intuition and how you can connect with it. So a lot of gems in today's episode. And if these topics truly fascinate you, then you'll want to go to my Facebook group because just today when I'm recording this intro, I led a free workshop all about how to connect to your soul. So the workshop already happened by the time that you're listening to this episode, but that's okay because if you go to my Facebook group, you can watch the replay for it and it takes you through a guided process to connect to your own intuition, that soul energy inside, and it's completely free. All you need to do is go to the Facebook group and click the join button. It's called the Career Coaching with Soul Facebook group, and I'll link to it in the show notes. And for those of you who are coaches or who are wanting to become a coach, I have something to tell you. And I have teased this a couple times before here on the podcast and in some of my other uh, places of connection, but I want to mention it again because I want to make sure you know about this opportunity. Coaches, I am doing a soul activation coach certification program. This is your opportunity as a coach to learn how to attract, to coach, 
and to re-up your clients over and over again. And what this certification is designed to do is to help you as a coach help your clients have massive transformations. What is unique about this certification that you will not find in other certifications is it integrates your ego with your soul. A lot of times you'll have coaching out there that is mindset-based. It's not the whole story though, and we're now at the time and space where people are ready to go to the soul. And what I find happens then is coaches will go completely the other way and they'll just coach on the soul side of it. And it almost dismisses the ego. And we don't want to do that either. These are both important components that we want to coach on, both the ego and the soul. So the soul activation framework will teach you how to guide your clients into connecting at the soul level and into using the ego as your soul's advocate, as your tool to express and to help your clients achieve what they want at that soul level. This framework is a templated process that you as a coach, when you join the certification, will get access to, and you'll also learn how to take your clients through it and teach them to use it too, so that they can coach themselves and you can coach them more powerfully and deeply because you'll show them how to get to the core of what's going on. And this framework is how I have continually grown my business through constant re-ups. And for those who don't know, a re-up is when you have a client that continually signs up to work with you again and again and again. And this has been my story as a coach because my clients get such amazing results working with me that they know continuing to work with me means they continue to tap in, they continue to get results. So they continually re-up. It's such a fun way to make money as a coach and continue to help people. You'll also find this framework is how I get continual referrals being brought to me because my clients are getting results. They want to spread the word. So they'll be referring me out to other people as well. So if you, as a coach, you're wanting to strengthen your coaching, you're wanting to make more money as a coach, you're wanting to know how to attract the clients that align with your message, then join me in this certification. This hasn't officially launched yet, and that is why I can offer it to you at a very special rate. This program, it's that certification. It is $800 right now when you join in at the pre-launch rate, and this is a three-month live training program. When I do officially launch it, the price will go up because it will be officially live for people to sign up for. But if you already know you want in on this, then let me know. Send me an email at lisa at beliefseed.com. All you need to do in the email is say, hey, I am ready to join the certification program and I will send you all the details so that you can be officially enrolled and have your spot claimed. The certification will start in April. So please know you have some time uh, before the certification starts, but if you want in on the pre-launch rate of $800, you're going to want to sign up soon. Email me at lisa at beliefseed.com to go ahead and claim your spot now. All right, let's 
go ahead and dive in to today's episode. You can hear that interview with Kristen and you can learn some tips, some strategies to connect to your soul and to do your coaching from a place that's soul-led and to lead your career from a place in which you're connected to who you are. I think you'll really love this episode and I'm so excited to be sharing this interview with you today. Enjoy. Thanks for being here today, Kristen. And we are going to be diving into your process, learning about your journey as us working together through coaching and also just hearing more about your business and everything that you've created for yourself since since we started working together and since we first met back in 2018. Gosh, so, so for, fun to be here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been that long. I know. So, so for everyone listening, we met in 2018 during our coach certification and we were brand new to coaching and we both really bonded over the Enneagram, which yep. we're, st- we're still nerd out about all the time. <laughs> so I'll pause here though, and let you introduce yourself. So everyone knows who you are. So I'm Kristen Messagey and I coach Enneagram sixes. So if you know, you know, and if you don't, it might be something fun to explore. <laughs> That is a good way to put it. I am also a fellow Enneagram six. So for anyone out there, I hear you. I've, I understand yeah. what it is to be a, a six as well. Yeah. So what I, I really help six is just find a way to calm their mind and calm their body so they can live from a more settled place and not quite as fear-based, which that's our thing. Yeah. Because I think as a six, it's so easy for us to get stuck in that, in that fear mentality. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, everyone experiences fears and gets stuck in different ways. It's just the Enneagram is a great way for you to see where you tend to lean, the motives that you tend to come from, the fears that you tend to have. It helps you to see where you tend to go to help yourself break through it. So it's something that I bring into my coaching, helping uh, people determine what that their Enneagram type is. And then Kristen works specifically with sixes to dive deep, to help them with that. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. Okay. So we first met in 2018 and in that we did do coaching sessions with each other, where we would help each other forward in our businesses and our minds, because yeah. that's so crucial to being successful. And I'd love to hear where were you at back in 2018, back then when we were first starting, where were you at from a mindset place, from a business, from a career place, just so that we all can kind of go on this journey with you? Well, I was brand new to coaching and I had a part time job. Um, and I really, was ready to build a business, but I was terrified. And yeah, you and I started coaching each other right out the gate. I mean, I remember leaving coach training and you and I had had a session and I set a goal in that session and then started coaching from that. And even that when we weren't even in our businesses yet or whatever, I remember how powerful it was to just sit with you and set that goal. And it makes me all emotional, even just thinking about, but it was really powerful. And then we didn't even know we were doing it. (laughs) I think that's the beauty. When you first start out, you still have that energy where things feel possible because you, you haven't seen as many failures yet because you don't have any data. 
So you can yeah. either lean into making that mean nothing's possible or everything's possible. And you really went to that. Okay. This could be place and yep. use that for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's one of the things that I had going for me is I really felt like this is the thing. I did not give myself a back door. I was going to figure it out. Yeah. Thankfully, I got a lot of help along the way. <laughs> As is so <laughs> important. Here. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So 2018, you were wanting to do this business, terrified about it in a job. What things had you tried before getting coached? In terms of getting support for yourself to move forward with the business. This was really it. No, that's not true. I had done little businesses kind of for years, but they just been things that I tried different direct sales companies, different, you know, so I'd kind of learned about business and I had like a sort of, I think probably very suppressed dream that I actually could create something that could actually generate real income to support my family, that type of thing. But this was the first time I'd ever really was able to get any actual results. But all of those things I had done in the past, I'm now seeing the fruits of all of that work and all of those seeds that were planted. So that's been pretty cool to see actually. Yeah. And I didn't realize how many different businesses you had done before this one. So what are some of the seeds you're now seeing? Just the idea, like personal development really came to me through these other companies. And so, you know, years ago, I was writing down goals. And I can't say that the goals that I've reached today aren't a result of doing that work, you know, 15 years ago. I don't know, just like chewing on these concepts. And one, the thing that coaching brought that I didn't have before was how to actually make these things happen. All these thoughts I'd been having and sort of, like I said, kind of repressed dreams because I was terrified. It was coaching that brought it all to life. Mm. So did you know you had this dream? You were just kind of hiding it from yourself or did you not yeah, even I did. know? I wanted to be a life coach for probably a few years, but it felt so outlandish. And so, um, it felt ridiculous if I'm honest, right? Well, I'll just be a life coach and build a business. But I, it just started to build, the intensity started to build and it came to the point, my husband and I had said, when my kids go to school, I will go back to work. And I was like, well, shit, there isn't anything I wanna do except this maybe coaching thing. I'm unemployable because I want to do everything my way. And so if I'm that going to have, yeah, I'm, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. And if I'm going to have the life I want, I have to go ahead and give this dream a shot. Mm. It's kind of all I've got. Yeah. And hearing you say that and just the tone of your voice, as you say, I feel like I can feel the deliberateness of it. Yeah. Like this is it. There weren't other I was, options. I was serious about it. Cause I was like, if it's not this, I felt like I was going to be screwed. <laughs> so were you, was it almost like there was a fear of not doing it? That was just as strong, maybe stronger than the fear of doing it. I honestly think that that, that they both were playing equally strongly, but I did have a belief that I could 
if, cause I knew I would be an incredible coach. That part was never in question for me. It was, how do you actually make money doing it? How do you actually build a business? So I had some real sense of confidence in kind of who I was and the skills I would bring to the table, but the fear of not making it. Yeah. It was a real driver. It really was. Yeah. And, and for anyone listening or watching this, I think the way you can take this, whether you're wanting to start your own business as a life coach, as someone else, or just prosper in your own career, you can use your fears for you in this way. And I think that's what you're outlining so well. Okay. I'm more afraid of not taking this chance on me than I am to take the chance. Yeah. That pain became bigger than the fear. It was like, I'm willing to deal with this fear type of thing. So it's like, it was really kind of, it's kind of a both and. It's like the fear of fear. It was, yeah. I don't know. Can you say that more clearly? I know you know what I mean. But it was I feel both. like, it, yeah, they're, they're both there. And the difference also was which one were you willing to listen to? Which yes. one got you to where you wanted to go? Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, in the beginning, I really do think it was fear of it not working, being an incredible... I think that kind of fear... And this is something that I teach and you probably, yeah, you do something similar to this. That can get you going. It's just not the fuel you want sustaining your journey. It won't sustain your journey, but it absolutely can spark it. 100%. I'm glad you bring that up because I think we're taught to try to conquer our fears and almost battle them. But what this is showing us is the insight and the wisdom and the power of using fear for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And side note, like as Enneagram sixes, we know fear is going to be with us 100%. Us trying to get away from it or acting like it's not a thing. Oh, it just does so many disservices to us instead of like, here it is. Here's my truth. Here's how scared I am. That's okay. Let's see who I can become anyway. Not in spite of my fears, but like even with them, right? How can they even be part of the journey? Yeah. And when you can find a way to use your fear in that way, I feel like it builds such a connection to yourself too. Okay. Which reminds me of one of the most powerful sessions that you and I had early on, I was doing a workshop and you were coaching me on it. And it was, I mean, I was terrified and there were lots of things that came through that season of coaching with you, which we can talk about. But in this particular example, it was using my fear to connect with my audience. You gave me permission to say, Hey, hi, I'm Kristen. I'm really nervous to be here. Is anyone else nervous to be here? Here are some reasons you might be nervous given the topic that I was teaching them on. And it was magical to connect with them in that just beginning moments, totally helped my nervous system calm down, helped them. And it was my fear. My fear was the connector in that moment. And that was something you really helped me see that was really incredible to use it for me. Yes. Cause we can use so many things for us or against us. If we can just figure out how it's there to help because everything's yeah. there to help if yeah. we let it. Yeah. I just got the chills, the truth chills, <laughs> truth chills. Oh, that's good. Which brings me to another thing I'd love to talk to you about, which is the importance of using your body to get in touch mm-hmm. with what you want. And Share a little bit about your own journey with that. And I think this will help those listening just to hear ways for self-development beyond the mind. Yeah. So the only way 
to, well, I can just speak personally. The only way that I was able to move along in my business building journey was to feel my emotions, was to let them be at the table. And, you know, this is something we talk about all the time. Like, how do you actually do that? And it was letting myself feel the abject terror that I feel before I do certain things. So, so many things we could, we could make a long list. We won't, but not resisting that fear, letting it be there. And then learning to feel and allow positivity on the other end. I think one of the things we miss so much is, you know, not just like celebrating our wins, which is super important, but really feeling celebratory, feeling proud of ourselves, feeling the kind of nervous system think that happens after you do a positive, stressful thing, right? Letting yourself shake it off, letting the random tears come all the time when you're doing something challenging in your life. So really letting my body do what it was doing, creating awareness and letting it be, even though quite frankly, if you look at it from like a professional mindset or whatever, it could look really messy. So a lot of crying. And a lot of, you know, dancing, a lot of movement, a lot of ways to just open up what the body is doing anyway, right? Where our bodies are going to do what our bodies are going to do. The question is, do we crack open enough space to let that happen? Or do we use a bunch of energy to try and stop it over and over and over? So yeah, giving our bodies permission to do what they're going to do, letting it be messy. That's that's how I did it. Yeah. And I think it's something that is hard to do in Western culture, especially because you're taught not to feel. And I coach a lot of men and I Mm. noticed this come up for them time and time again as well. You ask, well, how do you feel? And we go to our heads. Yeah. Women do this as well. So it's not gender specific, but culturally, yeah, yeah, all, all clients will do this. So how do we stop using our head to get into our heart? And so much of that comes to letting go of needing to be in the head energy, dropping down into that soul, into who you are, into your body and connecting from that place. Yeah. One of the things I do is pull out specific emotions and let's look at our thoughts about those specific emotions one. And then you really see, oh, I have so many judgments about this emotion. I have so many stories around this emotion. Cause then you can really look at those thoughts, choose if you want to keep them or if you want to change them and also really building a case for letting our body do what it needs to do. So we can use our minds to build a rational case for letting our body do what it needs to do. Yeah. And that's a way to bring the ego along to let it, let it share in the journey. Cause it's not to be stifled either way. We need both the soul and the mind. That's right. So how do we use, again, it's all for us. How do we use what is happening in our mind to bring our bodies on board? Cause our minds are going to argue with it. So we may as well find ways to not argue with our mind. Yeah. And what I see people do at that point is they'll often think, okay, I'm going to stop arguing. I'm not going to voice how I feel or what I think here. I'm just going to go positive, which just cuts yourself off from your own truth. So we also need to realize the importance of you saying something that you're already thinking 
doesn't necessarily mean you're going to magnify it or make it worse. Sometimes you need to let yourself know where you're at in order to move beyond it. That's exactly right. And you just caught on to what all the human brains do, right? If I'm not supposed to not feel this thing, then I'm supposed to do something else. I hear what you're saying. We just create a new rule. Yes. We just say, oh, I'm doing it wrong. And so then we try to trap ourselves in another way as opposed to letting go of control Yes, and feeling. Yeah. And the other thing is really looking at how entrenched those judgments are around quote negative emotion. It runs deep, so deep, particularly as you're saying with men. I mean, what are men allowed to feel? Happy and angry. Yeah. Yeah. Happy and angry. Women get happy, angry, and sad. Usually not angry, usually sad, like the anxious. Oh my gosh. Yes. All Excuse me. (laughs) Totally. Which then we're just neurotic, right? There's just such a narrow band of emotion allowed for all the humans. And we really have to dig into those stories. So we see what's in the way. Yeah. And you've, you and I have talked about this before around blanket emotions, anxiety being one of those where underneath it, what's really going on. It feels safer to feel anxious than angry potentially. So how can you let yourself be safe in your anger? Yeah. It's such a good conversation. Anger is one of my, well, I'm actually moving on from it a little bit, but one of my like safest feeling emotions. And it's been a journey to give it permission to subside because what's come up is all the fear, really being aware of all the fear instead of being able to kind of feel more powerful in my anger. Um, yeah. Cause the fear is vulnerable. Oh, and this reminds me of one of our first sessions we did together where you knew you were going to do coaching that yeah. that was known at this point, but you had a lot of concerns around your niche, around making money around whether or not it was going to work. Like bring us back to that place where you you were at. It's so funny. Cause my story now is like, yeah, I picked it. It was great. It's just always it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified. I had, I had no faith that working with sixes was a good idea. I had, I had no, I just had no confidence in the decisions I was making. I mean, how would I know until I had created the thing. This is so much what people who are thinking about coaching want to do, right? They think it's all about the niche or they think it's all about certain things, but we really genuinely have no idea until we create the thing. And then we get to go back and be like, oh yeah, that was a great idea. Or that was whatever. Like we, we really don't know. So I was just sitting in a ton of unknowns and willingness. That was pretty much all I had, but I didn't have confidence in my niche. I didn't have confidence in my coaching skills. I didn't have confidence in business building of any kind. Um, yeah, it was just a whole lot of fear. Yeah. And in that session, I remember we'd say, okay, well, what if, what if you did know that your niche was going to work then what? And then your brain would just come up with another fear, which is how we know it wasn't about the niche. It was about just being in fear about whether or not you were going to do it. I also had fear of actually making money. Because mm. what would that then mean? I mean, they're pretty endless, the cycle of fears. Yeah, I, our brain will give us some goal or something to help keep us stuck. And so 
if it needs to stay safe, which is what our brain always wants to do, it'll find a way to, uh, to make the story fit that. And so that's thinking that specific coaching session was really what we were unraveling was, oh, it's not the niche. Oh, it's not the people. Oh, it's not the marketing. It's coming, it's coming back to the worth almost. And is it okay to ask for that and to want that and to pursue it? And the other thing this is bringing up for me is something you always helped me do was actually to see how much I was focusing on me versus the people that I wanted to help. That was pretty constant and consistent in the beginning while, and you had such a way of bringing me back to, you know, so this is about you again. It's like, oh, (laughs) again and again and again, it's like, this is about you. This is about your fears. And we just can't help people from that place. It's not a problem, but it's there when we're in that, well, this is about me again, because this is, again, just what our brains do, we just aren't focused on the people we're going to be helping. And being able to separate out when, okay, this is about me yet again, versus who am I really helping was so, so helpful having that skill set to be able to just come back to it. Okay, wait, is everything I'm experiencing right now because I'm back in this being about me? Yes. Yes, it is. So if it wasn't about me, then what would I do? And then the answers are, there's always a new idea once we kind of can get out of our own way. Yeah. And, and for those listening, whether or not you're a coach, this still applies because you may get it about you when you're in that meeting and you're feeling like you have to prove yourself. You make it about you when you are writing that email and there's a bunch of passive aggressiveness coming out because you're trying to make yourself look a certain way. And we don't have to get mad at ourselves for doing that, but we can reconnect and see, okay, what am I trying to prove? How am I already okay? How can I be here for me and not need them to think a certain thing about me? And that will help you to then reconnect with yourself. Yeah, that was so well said, 100%. Beautiful. Okay, anything else you want to share around different coaching sessions, takeaways that you've had working together? I think just, you know, your ability to really, really ask very good questions, which I know that's what we do. That sounds obvious, but you're very, very good at pulling out. I think this is what's, you know, is this what's really going on? Is this happening in a way that really helped me orient my brain to what was really happening? Because I can, I can be a very difficult person to coach because I don't like to be coached. I do now, but back in the beginning, I did not. I did not want to be seen because the thing about coaching is that it's so vulnerable to really be seen by another person. And we have all kinds of defenses and I have a lot. And so your ability to walk me into being seen, into being vulnerable is amazing and wonderful. And then to then hold space for it, to then, oh, I'm seen. And then no one died. I didn't get pounced on. Uh, She still talks to me, right? Really having that experience of being witnessed and it being okay. And then being witnessed and it being okay. So, so, so good. Even in just the cringiest um, things about me, you just beautifully held space for them. And it's not just effective, it's really healing to have that happen. 
Yes. I think so much of, of what we do or try to do is hide these parts of ourselves that we don't love or that we're embarrassed by. And it's like this little cage in your mind, put this there, put that there. If we don't let ourselves access it, we never get to learn from it, heal from it, embrace the benefits of those parts of us. Yes. I mean, everything you were just saying about even being in a meeting or sending emails and all those things, like we don't want to think when we're having those emotions that they're about us. That is, it's very distasteful to our egos to think that we would create those experiences in ourselves because we're self-focused. That's some deep work right there to think that even in those moments of my day that I'm being egocentric and there's some work I can do around that to feel better. We don't really want to do that. We want it to be other people's fault. <laughs> yeah. Because our feels... brain tells us that's easier, even though it isn't, because then we're stuck. There's nowhere we can go from there. But I think really understanding um, just how vulnerable it is to own our the creation of our own emotions is really important. Yes. And you're pointing out something that our, our egos do all the time. If it's not my fault, it must be your fault. There's the, there's a battle. We're looking for the villain to blame. And if we can just let ourselves drop the need for somebody to be wrong and just let it be my way is this, and maybe it aligns with how someone else will do it. Maybe it doesn't, but it doesn't make them wrong or you wrong. You can both be right in your own self without having to make there be a a bad person involved. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings back what you're talking about emotion as well. Anytime we feel terrible, that's our brain saying, "Uh uh-oh, something's gone terribly wrong. You have to find someone to blame for this feeling that you're having. So if we're able to have feelings, we can actually allow, maybe there's not a bad guy here. If this yeah. feeling is a feeling, maybe I can soften some of those stories against myself or someone else. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of fast forward a bit now. We've we've seen where you started, and since then you've built your business. I mean, let people know where you're at now. Let's let's have a moment to celebrate your successes. So this is a uh, work that I, you know, currently do I'm not so comfortable with my successes. And that's why it's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've created a six figure business doing what I do, which my husband was able to start his own company. My business, we were able to go on an incredible RV trip around the country which was our way of avoiding COVID. The joke ended up being on us there, but the trip was amazing. He was able to quit his corporate job that he hated. And yeah, it's incredible what my business has created for my family. Like the different things we've been able to do, the different things that have opened up for him, the way that I am able to parent my kids, you know, they talk about starting businesses now. That wasn't anything that was in my mind as a child. So really making like, yes, the money is nice, but taking advantage of the freedoms created 
with me having done what I've done is really exciting. Yeah. It's such a reflection too. When you free yourself internally, it, it, the freedom pours out into all of those different aspects of your life. And that's what it is because I could have made the money and not used it to open up other doors of purpose in the family, which this is why we have these conversations. Cause I didn't really think about that until you and I were talking about it right now. I could have gotten, because, because I kept being scared, even as the money started coming in, I kept being really scared because where's it going to come from next month? Do I really even know how I'm making this money? Like all of those things that people don't necessarily talk about. And even if you're in a career where you're getting a paycheck, you can be in fear. Yes, I'm getting a regular paycheck, but am I going to get fired? Is this going to happen? We can really be in fear and not use our resources for the purpose of our life. So that's another place coaching can really help is even if you're doing okay financially, are you using your money in a way that really serves the life you want to be living? Or are you still, you're, maybe you're getting the money, but you're not actually changing and opening up to possibility. Mm, yeah. It's magnifying the fear as opposed to the freedom you're creating. Exactly. Yes. 100%. And I have to check in with myself now sometimes because I feel like I should be more afraid than I am. That's how much my brain has changed is I look at my business now and I look at, you know, what my husband has going on and I'm like, should I be scared? And I just keep landing in this sufficiency of you don't have to be like, it's okay. Mm. And it shocks me that my brain has actually changed. So it's not so much work anymore to create that sufficiency that I, you know, this is not like I've arrived, but, but it's a different ratio of fear to sufficiency and possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And you're highlighting something too, where I've noticed this with other clients as well, where they don't feel the fear or the anxiety. So then they're anxious about not being anxious. Yeah. Like, what am I missing? And you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. Being able to, there's the dream. We have to learn how to dream. Then we create the dream. And then we have to learn how to live in the dream. And they're all separate work. Because if we don't do that work on the back end of learning how to live with a different nervous system, how to live with more calm, with more peace, with more sufficiency, then we'll just keep repeating the same thing, no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter what career and how much money you make, whether you do that business or not, because you haven't let yourself be the new identity that you've created. That's exactly it. And the identity piece that is so big. So yes, there's what we're doing. There's how much we're making. There's who we're helping, but who are we actually becoming? And those are some of the most fun questions to answer. And it's just so important to always know who am I becoming right now? Yeah. So as you reflect on that in your own journey and these bold moves that you've made for yourself, how have you continued forward in that way from an identity that, that either you're purposefully creating or is coming along as you go? It's, uh, coaching, right? I mean, I think really having support, really being willing to let someone show me my own brain still is crucial for me. And then it, again, it comes back to feelings. Am I willing to 
create the emotions that I want to keep living from? Am I willing to do that? Am I willing to check myself when I start seeing old patterns, old behaviors come up? Am I willing to slow down enough to say, okay, I know what this is. I know what to do here. And then actually do it, which means take the time to do my thought work or breath work or whatever the heck work is working for me right now. Yeah. (laughs) Am I willing to actually slow down and do that and to recenter and then to continue to know that I'm always going to be becoming and not expect that I should arrive anywhere? Yes. And I think that is something we all can benefit from hearing. There's no end destination because we're on, we're in the destination. It's fluid. That's right. That's exactly right. You shared a lot around fear, emotions, the mind. Let's take a moment to talk about the soul. Oh, let's do it. In this, when we think about the soul, it could be your intuition, it's Mm. your spirit, your higher self, your true self, however you call that energy essence within. What has helped you to connect to that? It's such a good question. So I have a pretty strong intuition for big decisions. I always have. Those ones aren't hard for me. And coaching was one of them. Like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. And then my brain completely freaked out. But I, but I knew there was something in me that just knew. So I have a harder time accessing that in my day to day. It's more work. Mm-hmm. So again, it's kind of like what I was just saying. Am I willing to slow myself down enough to actually listen? And then am I willing to talk to myself and let my soul speak? Because sometimes what our soul has to say is really scary. It's really scary. I think maybe always, I don't know, that might, there might be something there, right? It's like, if our soul is going to talk to us, it's going to say, Hey, here's your purpose. Here's where you're going. And it's probably going to be a bit of a leap from where we are. Well, and it requires letting go the mind, letting go. So it's, it's always going to be scary because your mind does not want to let go of control, but it has to, for the soul to be heard. That's right. Yeah. So a, a recent example is I had a flare of fear around being seen. Like suddenly my brain where I kind of was safe, all of a sudden I felt incredibly unsafe and I felt the desire to just like shut back down and I could see how it was coming out in my content and even probably in my coaching. And it was slowing down and letting all of that fear be there. And then listening to my soul again, like, what are we here to do? What are we willing to actually go through to create what we want to create in the world and be who we want to be? And it was kind of a, a mini version of like this bigger journey that we're talking about, because this is the other thing. Once you build these skills, they become part of who you are. You don't lose the learning, but sometimes woo, you have to absolutely remind yourself <laughs> that you can do it. And I think it's just all the tools that you teach, right? All the things that you help people learn how to do. It's like, am I willing to put those into place? And not just learn about them or think I know them. That's such a trap, right? Oh, I know that one. Oh, I did that once. Like, no, these are tools to access every single day or every time we're a little bit out of sorts. 
we have tools. Are we willing to use them? Yeah. And one place you were so willing and did let yourself, your mind kind of let go a bit was we did an inner voice session together. And for those listening, this is a, the length varies. This one was two hours where Mm -hmm. we get out of the mind, we get into the soul and we let it speak. It, it's very spiritual. So I'd love to just hear a little bit of the experience that you had with that. That was fascinating. I loved the directions you gave at the beginning were so good. I felt like I knew exactly what to do. So my brain was able to just be like, okay, just do what the instructions were. And that was so helpful. So, you know, it's hard to know. I think I get, that's the only inner voice session I've ever done. So there is also this part of me that's like, yeah, I think it worked. What happened was you asked these questions. I used the instructions you gave to let my mind go to the side and then just let this voice speak. I feel like I know where my inner voice is. I know exactly where it is in my body. So I was able to experience that voice, just having this like grand seat at the table. It had this spaciousness to just say what it needed to say. And it was really amazing to have that much time and to have the ability to like, oh, mine's back on board. Let's just let it go. And then give my inner voice just spacious time to speak. It was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something we don't often create time for and mm-hmm. giving it that chance to be heard. What can often happen afterwards is we second guess and we think, oh, well, that was just pretend that wasn't real because right. it's so simple. Right. Yeah. Simple, but profound. And then also having the space in that session for when emotions came up to really process them. So it wasn't just mind and inner voice kind of taking turns. There really was emotional processing happening. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. And this is one of my uh, favorite tools to use now with my clients is to help them to connect at that intuitive soulful level and let those emotions release and transform as they're ready to, as it, as it, they come up and as it's being called in that way. Yeah. And that, that was really the experience that I had was when they came up, it was just full permission to be there, move through. There was, there was no rush. I really, just the word that keeps coming to my mind is spacious, spacious, spacious space for things that we do not allow when we're going through our day and doing all of the things. So yeah, it was really amazing. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit then about coaching and what would you say to somebody who's on the fence? They're thinking about working with a coach, but they're not really sure. What what would you tell them? It's so hard to not just say, do it. I mean, that is what I would tell them. Do it. There's a reason that you think this might be for you. There's a reason you're attracted to the coach that you're attracted to. You can trust those things. I think that's really it is oftentimes hiring a coach, making that decision. It's the first leap of faith. It's the first time maybe where you've really trusted just intuitive hits. Because maybe the mind is saying, well, I don't know. What about the money? What about, I mean, all of the things that our minds say, but to begin to really practice trusting our intuition, 
there has to be an action step to build that connection. It's not just about sitting in a room and like, oh, and you still get to decide. Like you are the decider. You're making these choices, but going all in on your intuition by hiring someone, that in and of itself is a powerful transformation. Like something happens in that moment of transaction that is really powerful. Yeah. And it happens every time. It's not just when you hire your first coach. It's if you re-up with them or if any time you're like, I'm going all in on me, there's something really powerful that happens in that moment. Yeah. There's one, it's one thing to say that you value personal development and read the books. I mean, all of that is important, but when you are showing up for yourself week after week and you're making the investment to do that for you, it, it's such a gift. It's such a, a permission to be you, to thrive as you, to show up big and bold and not feel like it's wrong to do so. You give yourself that gift. Yeah. And this whole idea, you know, that we all have in our minds of, well, I should be able to do it myself is such a dream killer because no, you shouldn't. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense that you can see your own mind. They are designed to not be seen. They are designed to protect us from scary things. And seeing ourselves clearly is a scary thing. Seeing our dreams is a scary thing thing. Cause then it means we might have to do something about it. So your brain is designed to hide yourself from yourself. It doesn't even make logical sense that we could do it ourselves. Like, yes, there's tools we can use and there's things we can do, but to really see our own brain, I, I it's just not, it's not a thing. And I'm someone who is very skilled at seeing my own brain and is never the same as having someone else show it to me and witness it and hold space for it. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for that because e- you can be the best coach out there and you truly are an amazing coach and you're phenomenal. But even with those skills, it it's difficult to sit in both seats, to be fully in Absolutely. a coach mentality and uh, space energy right? and in the needing help energy and asking for support energy. They're, they're different places to come from. They're absolutely different. And you can't recreate being witnessed externally. Like we can witness ourselves and it's so powerful when we do. And there's so much work we can do with ourselves, but we cannot recreate having someone external witness us. There's just, we're social creatures. We really do need each other. So this whole idea that I should be able to do this myself, it's just, it's, it's harmful to us and we don't have to do that to ourselves. Oh, that's fascinating. I hadn't put it that way before, but when you said that, it made me think, yeah, if we were meant to do this by ourselves, we would just be a human in our own little world. <laughs> Maybe we are, who knows, but. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the point of coaching, right, is never to become more robotic. It's always to become more human. So yeah. one of the ways we do that is with another human because it's trust, it's vulnerability. It's all these things that they're just hard to do. So yeah, you cannot recreate that part. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what can happen then is people go to the other extreme and they become dependent on their coach, which is not what we're about either. That's 
also exactly true. Yeah, totally. So share a little bit about what it's like to uh, be coached by me, because you've had a lot of different experiences being coached by me and also working with coaches. I mean, one of the things you bring a really wide skill set to the table. So I feel like when I get coached by you, it's exciting because I know that you just have so many different tools that you're going to be bringing to the session and offering me. It's not like I know exactly like, oh, this is what it's going to look like. So I'm working with Lisa today. It's really exciting to know. I mean, and maybe this is just my sexiness. I trust you for a lot of reasons. One of them is I know you know your stuff. <laughs> and I know you have a really wide range of tools. I really enjoy that because I know you're going to be able to meet whatever I bring, you know, whether it's business or personal or whatever you're so able to be there for all of it. Um, And you are extremely good at bringing in curiosity. And I don't ever feel like, I don't ever feel an agenda. I don't ever feel like you need me to get anywhere or go anywhere. And this is one of the things that's so important when people are looking for a coach. You want a coach that orients you to your resourcefulness. This is how we keep from creating dependency and someone who doesn't need you to get anywhere. They're there to help you create the results in your life, but they don't need it. And that's something you really bring to the table is a true neutrally supportive uh, skill set that I, I just really value that so much. Yeah. And then the way that you show up in those sessions makes them so impactful. So share a little bit, if you were to give somebody advice on how to make the most of their coaching session, what would you tell them? Oh, it's really a willingness. How willing are you to be seen? How willing are you to see your own stuff? That is 100%. And your capacity for that will increase as you crack that open. So Like I'll see things about me now, right? Like it's like the onion. So I'll circle back to an issue, but I'll see it at a deeper level now. But the earlier you can crack open your willingness to be seen and to see yourself, the faster you will get results. Yeah, that's it. The more willingness, the better. And then your coach will help you on the spots where you're not willing, where you have resistance. None of that's a problem. As we've said, it's all for you. But this is the other piece. Be willing and decide that your coach is on your side. Mm. Decide that your coach is on your side and for you. I'm so glad you said that because it's really easy to try to stay in this skeptical seat to stay safe, you know, to look out for yourself, but it stops you from growth because you're not able to then be willing, like you're saying when you're coming from that place. Yeah. So you're going to have a certain degree of willingness and capacity to decide your coaches for you. Bring all you have that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Once you decide, don't take every other session to reevaluate that. Let that increase, let that grow. And you'll just get so much out of it, the more you're able to just continue to be willing and curious and build that trust. Cause the relationship takes a little time to build, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think there are times too, where it is complete and you'll know, you'll know, oh, yeah. you listen within, you'll know, okay, I've, I've come, I've gotten what I came for. And then you're on to the, to the next. Absolutely. Yep. I'm always very happy when people like graduate from working with me. That is, it's a really happy thing. It means they got what they came for and yeah, they're ready to do something else. Absolutely. I love that. And I would love if you are open to it for you to share more about who you help, how they could find you as well. So we can spread the word in that way. Yeah. If you are an Enneagram six or, you know, any, I have a Facebook group called life coaching for Enneagram six. It's a really incredible place. I'm in there every single day. You can also find me on Instagram, Kristen Messagey coaching. And those are the two places I hang out on social. Thank you for anyone out there who is a six or knows a six. You want to get in that group and you want to, you want to check out her, her stuff because she understands the sixes at such a level. My mind is always being blown by the different things and the angles that she brings to it. She doesn't hold back either. (laughs) There's been a couple of times I've been like, what? And I have to look within and say, okay, (laughs) there's tough love. There's tough love. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't have a strong self-compassion practice and I didn't bring that into my coaching until really this last year. And so I will look at stuff that I wrote kind of earlier on and I'm like, Ooh, that didn't have (laughs) a little stingy, but I I do believe in, you know, telling it like it is and calling it like I see it and letting that meet people where they're at as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the intention behind it too. And yes. in the spirit of it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add? No, oh, this has been really fun. I'm really thankful that we got to do this and I'm really excited for people to work with you. They are, would be really, it'd be a good decision. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you listening who are feeling the nudge and thinking, yes, this is for me. I want to work with a coach. I want to work with Lisa. You can go ahead and schedule your free consult. If you go to beliefseed.com slash schedule, you'll see the schedule page. You can schedule your consult there and we'll be diving into your mind. We'll look at what's going on for you now, kind of get a, get a perspective. Like what we were talking about here, sometimes it's hard to see how we're stopping ourselves. So this consult will be a way for you to see that, which one in itself can be life-changing. It can set a new path forward for yourself. And then two, we'll talk about a roadmap forward and what coaching together would look like for you. All right. Thank you so much, Kristen. Appreciate your time. And we will talk again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.